0: I'm Hans
1: and I'm Laura and
0: we we love love to go go to the the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday.
1: And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it.
0: So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans Hans and Laura Laura go go to to the
1: movies. movies. Hi movie fans, it's award season. Welcome to our Golden Globes after party.
0: But you can't have a after party without a cocktail.
1: That's right. So tonight we're drinking a Skinny Cosmo. It is vodka and cranberry lime seltzer. A tasty spritzer.
0: Yeah, That's, that's a good description of it right there.
1: So Hans, what did you think of the Golden Globes?
0: All right. So, Laura, people used to watch award shows for the glitz and the glamour. I think today we watch them largely for the controversy. And the Golden Globes was certainly able to deliver plenty of controversy, especially related to the diversity of those who vote on the awards. There has been a tremendous amount of attention given to this fact. However, for our podcast tonight, I'd like to leave that to the experts to discuss, and instead I'd like to focus on a different topic.
1: All right, sounds good.
0: I want to talk about the fashion.
1: <laughs> oh, I should have seen this one coming.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, unusual one for me. But here's here's one of my one of my thoughts to, from the the Golden Globes before we talk about any of the awards, if you don't mind. Yep. Point number one: the fashion. I felt that. It was extraordinarily disappointing to see the way that many of the um, the individuals in the movie industry, the, the, the actors, are prime targets. And the directors, maybe not as much as the actors, but still very much so, I, I feel that It was really disturbing to watch how little apparently they cared about the way in which they appeared in front of the entire TV viewing public on the um, on, on the show. I found that to be a very interesting point myself.
1: Well, okay, so I will say two things about that,
0: please.
1: I will say that. Number one, I think the Golden Globes is sort of known to be a little bit more party and a little bit and more fun and a little bit less serious glitz and glamour mm. than some of the other award shows. Fair enough.
0: That's a good point. It's true.
1: And so I think that perhaps maybe some people thought that given that things were being done virtually, it would be kind of fun to play up the virtual nature, the Zoom world, yeah. the fact that we're, yeah. you know... Probably all living in our pajamas, whether yeah. or not we want to admit it. So, well, I do think there could be an element there. Sure. Um, I think the other thing to say is there were people that did get quite dressed up, um, for the show. I saw
0: yeah.
1: uh, several photographs that were taken, sort of as red carpet stand-ins by yeah. the you know the the person that you know, help put together the outfit.
0: The, the designer?
1: No, 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 the designer doesn't do that. I, I forget, there's a specific name for people that do mm. this. But anyway, the point is, is that um, one way or the other, or maybe it wasn't the designer, whoever's, many of these celebrities especially the women were wearing quite yeah. stunning gowns. I think one well, the-
0: my criticism would largely fall upon the men in this category, unquestionably about that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, in addition to that point, the other point is, is that you simply can't tell how nice a ball gown or not, or an evening gown is probably, or a cocktail dress is, when the person is sitting on the couch behind a zoom camera.
0: Well, no, no, but this actually in some respects, I think, brings me to my second point, if you don't mind, if you will allow me to indulge indulge in my, indulge, in my, my means, viewpoints indulge. of the of the award show. Which is which is that I also found it to be rather shocking how poorly adapted movie stars slash actors are to a web conference slash zoom based environment in which you are performing for a camera uh this past year i think we have all learned a great deal about what it means to have a meal or a meeting or
1: i'm gonna stop you right here stop me i do not disagree with your point that i was completely underwhelmed by some people's backgrounds while they were giving a speech for winning a golden globe i will not disagree with that point that being said what i will take what i would like to point out is that when you started that out you said we all have become accustomed to this and i think that you and i live in a world where we have become accustomed to that because we've had to do it Mm. but i don't know that everybody else is doing it. I think a lot of people are, but I also think a lot of people aren't. I think it's one of those weird dichotomies well, that either you're like, you're in it because you're like us and you have to do it all the time or you're sort of like out of it because
0: well, I think you're not doing it all I the think, time. I think, Laura, that's a very fair point. And I think that's that's very true. However, However, <laughs> I do feel that a screen actor would perhaps fall into the category of people who I would expect to perhaps be slightly better than myself at being able to, shall we say, perform in front of a camera, even if that was a web camera. (laughs) Because I have zero training in the matter, whereas they are, by profession, a award nominated actor for screen acting
1: that is fair i was i will say if you have made your point i i will i will go on to my synopsis of the event which is that please
0: do and save me and our audience from myself
1: well i don't know that this is particularly insightful what i will say is that i really wanted to like it and i just thought it on every level.
0: The award show in general?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, well. (laughs) There was nothing about it. You know.
0: I wanted to like it very much too. I wanted
1: to like it. Yeah. I I wanted, you know, like I think in theory, like the bi-coastal thing could have been really interesting. But Tina
0: Fey and Amy Poehler are great. They're great. They're they're talented. They're They're great. They've done it many times before. They're very good. But
1: it just, but it just, it didn't, it didn't work it like worked in theory but it was just sort of confusing on the screen the production value was was not very good it seemed like they kept having speaker problems it annoyed me that like the backgrounds of the stage had to always have all these crazy designs and so when they split the screen between the 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 two the two locations, the designs didn't match properly. That's just a small thing, but I don't know why you just wouldn't have had a plain background.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I'm suggesting with with some of my comments, Laura. And I don't mean to to hijack this again, but but you know, a, a year ago I had not not ever recorded myself or broadcast myself to anyone using a virtual background or a live background or anything like that now i have and i've given a great deal of consideration to things like backgrounds and lighting and you know the the angle of my camera during meetings and the the fact that that while i may not be particularly professional with that shall shall we say many people who are watching this show have gained a great deal of experience just by trial and error with playing around with these things in their personal and professional lives i i expected better yeah from those who are actually professionals at this
1: yeah i mean I think that was the thing. It seemed like it was very confusing to the people that won when exactly they should start their speeches. I think that was sort of like.
0: Why? Why right, is that confusing? Right.
1: Like, why were they not briefed? Why were they not given some sort of signal or something? I don't know. And I also, it seemed like maybe the nominees were forced into some sort of like, breakout room together, which we could all watch in which they were talking to each other. And we were watching them talking to each other. And it just sort of felt like I was at some sort of corporate training session where I was put in a breakout room and no one actually wanted to hang out with each other. I know, right.
0: And that's the problem right there is is that it does it just doesn't make sense. If I end up watching this and feeling like, like they're doing approximately a ten percent better job than I would have at this. That really makes me wonder why on earth are these the people who are the uh, the the movie actors and producers and directors and award show designers? Right. Uh, when we have all gone from literally like negative one hundred right to nearly this level in the past year right ourselves yeah with much less technology
1: yeah i mean i think it was overall just disappointing and then you know i think there's also something else to it which i think we saw this with sports as well which is that it seems like as a member of the audience i should have just been Foaming at the mouth for an event like this, something to watch on TV that was actually timely and exciting and was something that I cared about.
0: I hear a butt coming.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's like the same thing that sort of happened with sports. Is like it was there was sort of like this sense that like people are at home, just just give them something to watch and they'll they'll be excited to watch it. But <laughs> but like, I mean I just, that's not the reality of the situation. I don't know why I can't exactly explain that phenomenon, but I think it's true. I mean, ratings were way down for, for this and ratings were, ratings were way down for the Super Bowl and for have been for sports in general. I just think there's like a different appetite. And so I think they really just missed the mark by not doing something maybe it's sort of an uncanny valley, right? Like we're living in a different world right now. So if you try to give us the same thing or like something close to what we would have in the real world, it's like, but it's neither here nor there. It's not the world we used to live in. It's not the world we're living in now. It's just sort of in the middle. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what this was.
0: Well, you know, Laura, I think that that's very true. And and here's one of the reasons why I'm willing to be critical about this is just because, I feel that the uh, the entertainment industry is the imagination for the country, or maybe the culture, right? In in many ways, and if what you provide to us is a realization of our imagination, I kind of expect that in a time when we've all had to innovate and imagine in new ways, I'd like you to step up. And provide more, perhaps, yeah. for all of us yeah. in the way that that I think that, that we, we turn to you to in our normal lives as well. So in an abnormal year, the fact that you kind of couldn't do better than us and maybe even did worse than us in imagining how this could be and imagining a different way of doing things, I, I find that disappointing because that's what this industry is all about it's about imagination it's about what we can be it's about what we can do it's about what we want to be yeah and what we want to see and to be able to articulate that for us ahead of time um and that's why we love our media in many ways i believe
1: yeah i would agree with you about all that should we talk about the third and final problem
0: Uh, We probably should, which I'm not sure what it is, but eventually we have to get to the movies themselves.
1: Well, my third and final problem is the movies.
0: Okay. All right. Let's put it out there.
1: Well, I think that this is not necessarily the problem with the Golden Globes. I think it's the problem with the media industry right now, which is that we have seen a lot of movies in 2020 Mm -hmm. slash early 2021 considering we have not been to a movie theater right and considering that it's been a little bit of a quiet year for film yes that being said how many of the films that were nominated had we seen a very small handful i think three maybe four of all the nominees in the different categories.
0: Well, Laura, you could say that that's an indictment of us as uh, movie podcasters for not having seen more of these films.
1: You could, but I think there's something to be said for like the strange, fragmented marketplace that currently exists.
0: No, good point. Very good point.
1: And I think that if we, as people that are very intentional about what we see yes, and have sought out several different services to try to be able to, you know, watch a large majority of the films are still only seeing a small segment. I think, you know, your average movie fan might not even see that many.
0: And your average movie fan is where it's at, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe, uh,
0: you can only expect so much of your audience. And when you expect them to sort through twenty different streaming platforms in order to find those handful of ten or 12, potentially best yeah. best films in a variety of categories is simply a enormous ask.
1: Yeah, I think I think so. Especially when they're not getting wide release right. in a movie theater. I mean
0: and and conversely to your point no wide release in a virtual format either
1: right i mean if you had a film and you released it across multiple platforms that's something different but when you when you are both the platform and the studio creating the film or the producer backing the film yeah then i just think that in many ways it's problematic when you want to talk about what is the best or maybe maybe this is just a time and place where we have to start really questioning what "best" means.
0: Oh yeah, and I, I think that's a fair that's that's certainly a fair point. Almost worth a, a whole other podcast on the topic of best. Yeah. Right. Um. And and I think that's really interesting. I, I think you you bring up a great point there, Laura. That it, I think that this this really does demonstrate the broken nature of the system in a in, in of the streaming of the streaming platform system, which is something that I I have little. Little patience for at this point in time. I would like to uh, to to draw attention for a couple minutes to some of the, um, the the movies that won and ask you for for a couple of your thoughts, Laura. Some yeah. of some of the films we saw, some of which we didn't. Um, certainly, Minari was a film that we we haven't seen yet, and that I think that that is certainly one that's that's sort of. Uh, hovered a little bit on our agenda, but that until yeah. until very recently had not sort of percolated to the, the top, top in yeah. large part because of the streaming platform situation of which you described yeah um, very well it, I, but 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 in addition to that I, I suppose we've we've sort of flirted with watching no man Nomad land many times and have not watched it.
1: No man Landia right.
0: No, I Nomad think it's just land. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, b- I believe that. Yeah. And, and, and so we, we can't comment to these. I'm quite sure that there will be forthcoming podcasts addressing, uh, addressing some of these films, but, but I would like to mention some of those that we have seen, for instance, um, for instance, Borat won for the, the best picture in the comedy musical the music. uh, category. And also, um, pardon me for mm, forgetting the name of the actor.
1: Rosamund Pike for I care one for I care a lot.
0: Thank you. Pardon me and credit Laura. Uh, and that's why this is a two person podcast, (laughs) right? Um, so, so, so right there. So I'm, I'm kind of curious about your, your thoughts about both of those points.
1: Um, okay. So I thought Rosamund Pike was great. I was actually in the movie. I was actually pretty happy that she had won. Um, again, I hadn't seen all the other performances, but I was really, um, fairly moved by her performance. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I thought she absolutely, you know, deserved the award. Yeah. Her performance was great. I think somebody else that we didn't mention on was, um, Chadwick um
0: well, I was gonna bring him up yeah, Boseman. yeah Chadwick, Boseman. Chadwick
1: Boseman for his um his role in
0: My Ma Rainey Rainey's Bell.
1: Black Bottom um and I absolutely thought he stole the show in that film as well and definitely deserved to win so I think I think that they had you know that those were two examples where from as far as I can tell tell uh-huh um, they deserved their both their yeah. nominations and their wins. Um, you know, Borat, Borat's tough. I thought, you know, I think I think we both sort of felt like it fell a little flat.
0: I did. I, I can't say that I necessarily um, saw a stronger.
1: Well, so I wonder a little bit because.
0: But again, that's from my experience.
1: Well, you know, and maybe I would feel differently had the first movie not been so funny and had this movie not completely surprised me. But like, what about Eurovision?
0: Oh, Laura. Well, you know, here's a question that I have about that. I'm not sure if Eurovision was released in 2020 or at the end of 2019.
1: I think it was in 2020.
0: If it was 2020, I'll give the I would hands down give it to Eurovision and I feel that Eurovision was robbed, but without being able to say that with confidence, I am um, I'm uncertain. But I certainly I certainly would agree with you if uh, if if Eurovision was released in 2020, then it was certainly robbed.
1: Yeah, I think it might have been because I think I might have heard or read something about the music, perhaps putting it in the running. Um, for some sort of award. I mean, again, now here's the problem. The first Borat, the first Borat was really funny. And so I think I was expecting the second Borat to be really funny. And maybe it's a time and place thing because I found the second Borat less funny and just quite frankly, kind of disturbing. Whereas Eurovision, I had low expectations and it ended up delivering in a way i could have never imagined
0: laura i agree with you your vision was in fact released in 2020 and i would absolutely have to say i have great respect for sasha baron cohen i think he is he is tremendously talented as a visionary in many ways for for what he does I think he's a good actor. He has proven himself in comedy, in drama, in satire. I, I like Sasha Baron Cohen very much. And I think that we both discussed this more than we even need to. I think he's a very talented person. Um, and I like the products that he's created. But I think that in terms of, the overall product, yeah, your vision was unquestionably well. Here's the thing, unquestionably here's, here's funnier and more entertaining. And while it did not pack some sort of cultural punch at all, it was a f- movie that was a movie that that delivered what what we want movies to do.
1: Here's the thing: is if you're asking me if Sasha Baron Baron Cohen was going up against um, Will Ferrell for the best performance by an actor in a motion picture musical or comedy. I would hands down say S- Sasha Baron Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think in that case that that the performance carried it. But I agree with you. I think in terms of the overall movie, I think I would go with Eurovision.
0: Wait, hey, if you were to say like. The best performance of an actor slash producer slash facilitator slash designer of the show of the of the movie slash right, you know, maybe not exactly director, but I mean like like visionary behind the whole project. Like yeah, you know, this yeah yes, Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen, but uh, I, I, yeah, I I think that's a I, I that that's it's a it's a tough one there.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, perhaps I'm just blinded by the delight that Eurovision caused. No,
0: Eurovision, Eurovision was a was an, a tremendously enjoyable movie and deserves recognition for that. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think that as we've discussed in the podcast previously, I, I feel that Ma Rainey's Black Black Bottom had um, some limits to it. I suppose as a film i feel it would have been a fantastic play which is what it was originally intended to be um mm-hmm. but as a movie i felt that maybe it could have done a little bit more uh chabok boseman was very good in the film
1: beyond good so good. yeah
0: he was very he was very good and 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 I, I, I can't think of a single performance from any 2020 film that I saw that I thought was necessarily better than his. So I think that that was, was certainly a good a good and appropriate choice yeah. right there. Yes, um, I, I would agree with that. Uh, had Ma Rainey's Black Bottom won for Best Picture, I would have to take issue with that, I think.
1: Yeah, although it's hard for us to say because what did win was that nomad nomad land, which we have not yet seen,
0: and therefore You'll there's reason to listen to uh, stay to tuned. Future...
1: Stay tuned, movie fans. There's more to come.
0: There's more to come. Everybody's entitled to their opinion Everybody's entitled to their thoughts Everybody's entitled to their opinion